Hello and welcome to Saving Circle, where we help millennial professionals feel confident about managing their money. I'm your host, Vineet Prasad. If you're looking for strategies to help achieve your financial goals, you're in the right place. On today's episode, are you interested in learning an advanced financial strategy that lets you put extra money in your 401k above the annual max? Well, today, we'll be talking with Robinson Crawford, a certified financial planner, about the mega backdoor Roth 401k, which is one of the most awesome financial strategies for retirement. If you want to learn more about this strategy or have no clue what it is, this episode is for you. And as a reminder, the content discussed during this episode is for educational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice as it is impersonal and not specific to any listener's personal finance situation. And with that, let's get going. Robinson, it's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you for joining us to talk about the Mega Backdoor Roth. Honored to be chosen, Vineet. Thank you for having me. Now, before we uh, jump in, um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and the types of people you serve? Sure, sure. So I run a fee-only registered investment advisor, which is a fancy way of saying that uh, I charge people directly for uh, what I hope to be unbiased, unbiased and straightforward financial advice. So I serve about 60 client households uh, from my, my solo firm, meaning I'm the sole advisor out of Phoenix, Arizona. For the most part, I'm focusing on people who have equity compensation as part of their financial puzzle, and they're trying to piece that together uh, in, the, in the context of reaching all their various and interesting financial goals. I love it. And uh, I should mention too, I think Robinson is, is one of the best at, at what he does, and, and I'm a big fan. So uh, he, that equity comp jigsaw puzzle, I think you're, you're one of the best in the industry at piecing it together. So. Um, now, I do have another question for you before we jump into the Mega Backdoor Roth. Just to give our listeners a better sense for who you are, can you uh, share an unusual hobby or a guilty pleasure that you enjoy? Ooh, I'm going to go with a uh, kind of a, an online game with a bit of a cult following. It's called GeoGuessr. It's a geography game where you get dropped into a random part of the world on Google Maps and you can click around and use context clues to figure out where, where on earth you are. Um, my fiance hates it. I, I couldn't love it more. I think it's incredible. That sounds amazing. I'd never heard of it till just now and now I really want to check it out. So I'll have to uh, check that one out. Thanks for the recommendation. Geography dorks, you will, you will really appreciate it. Fantastic. All right. Well, uh, now I want to, you know, jump into uh, kind of the subject for today, the mega backdoor Roth. Um, so the first question I have is what types of people should be considering a mega backdoor Roth? Uh, what are some of the signs it could be right for you? And maybe just starting with just a very high level description of what it is in the first place. Sure. This is a strategy that <laughs> first and foremost, if you are even in the stratosphere of someone who can consider a mega backdoor Roth, you are affluent, you are wealthy, and you should consider yourself lucky. We'll, we'll start with that. 
the mega backdoor Roth is for um, high earners and high savers first and foremost. Now, not all high earners and not all high savers are eligible or can take advantage of it. But for those who are, it's a really uh, kind of elegant and, and kind of beautiful strategy. Excellent. Um, and just following up on that, um, can you, uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about what it is and kind of, uh, you know, we'll get into the mechanics later, but just like the, the 32nd version of what is a mega backdoor Roth? Mega backdoor Roth is a, a funny term used to describe a strategy of stuffing more money into a 401k than most people are able to through their salary deferral max, which is called the 402G limit, which is what most people consider quote unquote maxing out their 401k. If you've ever heard that term, they're probably referring to the fact that they can, they can max out um, the 402G limit, which for 2020 is 19,500. The mega backdoor Roth in certain plans is a way to get more money into your 401k uh, above and beyond that limit and above and beyond any contribution from your company. Awesome. Um, so just let me uh, re repeat it back to you, make sure I'm, I'm uh, getting it correctly. So if you are a high earner, you're a high saver and you're maxing out your 401k uh, and your plan allows for this, you can put extra you know, money above your, your typical cap through this strategy. Is that correct? That is correct. There, there's, uh, there, there's plenty more details inside of that, but you've got it right. Okay, fantastic. Um, I love it. And so now kind of going, going into that, um, what are some of the benefits and costs of doing a mega backdoor Roth? Good question. So the benefit is that as a saver, you are building up a, a very efficient part of your savings plan, which is the Roth portion or the tax-free growth portion. So the word Roth for most people, what comes to mind is a Roth IRA. If you're not familiar, a Roth IRA allows you to use uh, dollars that you've already paid income tax on to invest and grow. So your growth, your dividends, your interest should be tax-free if you allow them to grow and wait until retirement age to withdraw. This is a very powerful thing where in some cases, if you save and invest diligently enough, the growth in your Roth can be more than the money that you put in in the first place. So you can imagine, uh, you can imagine the difference in, in paying tax on all of that growth when your money has, has potentially you know, grown far beyond what you've contributed. Perfect. Um, and so those are the benefits. Are there any negatives of doing the mega backdoor Roth? Yes. Um, the downside of this is that like most retirement plans, it's fairly restrictive. This money, uh, money that you save in a mega backdoor Roth is, is tied up from a, uh, a tax and access perspective. So this doesn't make sense for someone who has goals that they'd like to fund with their excess savings pre-retirement. For instance, this doesn't make sense for saving for your kid's education or for a home purchase. Um, additionally, it can be operationally a little bit burdensome in certain scenarios where the plan administrator and the plan design have not made it quite so easy to administer. Got it, 
Okay. So this month, this should be money you're putting towards retirement, not for an immediate obligation or, you know, kids college, something like that. Definitely. Definitely. That, that logic applies to uh, most things to do with retirement plans, retirement specific accounts. Perfect. Um, excellent. And um, so now kind of for people who are curious and, and, you know, do max out their 401ks or plan to, um, how do you actually go about doing the mega backdoor Roth? What does kind of that step-by-step process look like? Sure. So when I'm assessing this, the first thing I'm looking for is eligibility, whether this is a possibility in your plan. That involves, uh, for some people, you can decipher the what's called the plan summary document or the plan summary description and start to get towards that, especially if you've read a few before. For most others, um, getting in touch with with the uh, your HR department or with a representative at the company who administers your 401k is going to be your best bet for determining eligibility. But once you have eligibility in place, actually getting this done for most people is a man- is a a matter of editing some settings within your 401k portal and or your payroll portal where you're going to be dedicating a portion of your salary to the 401k that you did before. Remember we talked about the 402G limit and then potentially adding another section for what's called after-tax 401k, which is the method to to get to the mega backdoor Roth. Fantastic. And and I know for you know a lot of our audience um, you know works for tech companies. So I know a lot of those, just in case people are wondering, a lot of those do have access to this plan. I know Facebook, Google do for sure, and a lot of the other big tech companies. Um, I guess one, one question that I've seen people ask about this specifically on the process is like, why is it that if it's a Roth, you know, mega back to a Roth, why is it that you're contributing to the after-tax bucket for this? There's probably a neat explanation somewhere in the history books of why this works the way it does. And it's not simply a more Roth 401k account and it's this backdoor method. When you think of, when you hear backdoor Um, when you're talking about these financial saving strategies, most of the time that means that there's a multi-step process to get where you're, where you're going. And and that's the case here. So I don't know why it it works the way it does, but um, ultimately uh, there are legal reasons, I suppose, or regulatory uh, strange, strange histories that have allowed for this to be a thing, but um, it's, it it is a multi-step process uh, you have to contribute to an, what's called an after-tax 401k, which by itself is not a very advantaged vehicle. The real trick of this and the real beauty of this is the ability to move from that after-tax 401k portion and either convert in plan or roll over to a Roth IRA, getting that Roth tax-free growth benefit. Perfect. Yeah, that was something when I was contributing to to mine at, at Facebook, like, a, you know, at first... It's like, okay, contributing to the after-tax, then it becomes Roth. You do a transfer. I know for some people, if you, some companies allow you to do it automatically. Sometimes you have to move it yourself. So that's what you're talking about with that. It can be cumbersome depending on uh, your, your plan. But one other thing you know, I want to assure people of, and you can you know, comment on this too, is that even though it's called backdoor, it maybe sounds you know, uh, shady or something like that. It's, it's totally a legal thing in fact, employers... Um, you know, promote this as like a, ben- a benefit or the HR departments, you know, talk about this. So, 
definitely true. And I would point to the, um, the incredible set of, of rules around ERISA plans. ERISA stands for ERISA or the Employee Retirement Income Securities Act, which uh, is so large and complex that uh, attorneys and law firms dedicated their entire entire careers to just one subset of it. So uh, ERISA is a really big deal. You don't want to mess around as an employer with breaking any laws with respect to ERISA. So I assure you that these large employers, Facebook, Google, Amazon, et cetera, did a, a very careful uh, uh, review of the risks of uh, adding this to the plan, making it available to employees. And it is very much kosher uh, from that standpoint. Excellent. Um, so one other kind of last question I have um, is what are some common misconceptions or mistakes that people make around the mega backdoor Rother in terms of how they think about it? Good question. One mistake that I see is the failure to understand that the mega backdoor Roth goes is only sits on top or in excess of the 402G limit, which is that quote unquote maxing out your 401k that that uh, the lucky high earners that are able to, to contribute that full 19,500 for this year, uh, more if you're over age 50. Um, this is only in excess of that. So until you're already contributing a significant amount into your 401k every year, this, this isn't for you. It's impractical and doesn't make any sense that you would go mega backdoor Roth with your first 5,000 or 10,000 or $15,000 of, of contributions that, that doesn't work. Um, any other misconceptions? It's just operationally when when you evaluate it and you look at it at the start and you say, oh goodness, I've got to do all these steps. You might miss just what a benefit this is to be saving in such a tax efficient manner. It's hard to zoom out on your own life when you're working every day and earning paychecks and, and dealing with your day-to-day -day finances to think about 20 or 30 years of your future. But uh, and Vanita, I, I know you and I have talked about this offline. You've run the numbers on just how beneficial this strategy is over long time periods, even at low levels of compounding. Let's say you only earn, you know, two to 4% uh, over a 30 year period. The benefit of that earning being tax-free is it's dramatic. It's a dramatic difference to, to prioritize tax advantage retirements. And this is one of the most generous ones available. I completely agree, Robinson. And, and that's a, a great, uh, point to leave people with is like, yes, it has some complexity, but it's, you know, you can navigate it. Um, and it is, I've, I've calculated, you know, when I kind of decided to do mine and maxed mine out for the years I was at Facebook, the, the mega backdoor, um, I think I'm likely to save between, you know, tens of thousands, depending on uh, conservatively tens of thousands in taxes. Um, but if the market really, really grows over the next 30, 40 years, potentially hundreds of thousands, like in the low hundreds of thousands in taxes. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really uh, big deal. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it, it's a good, good point. And um, so, you know, now kind of coming out of the topic of the mega backdoor Roth, hopefully people feel more confident about it. Now, I'd actually love to know, if you could give any piece of advice on any financial topic to a millennial tech professional listening to this podcast, what would it be? 
very difficult question, but I'll go with a, with a four word answer. Um, actually, no, this is maybe five. I don't know how many it is. Simple models beat expert predictions. Simple models beat expert predictions. If I could give any one piece of advice, it would be to build models, simple models work just fine and follow those with your financial life. A simple model would be every month I take $1,000 and I buy an S&P 500 index fund. Your financial life does not necessarily need to be overcomplicated with uh, an elaborate, fine-tuned machine. Uh, The simplicity, the elegant simplicity of saving and investing uh, can't be overstated. It, It really works tremendously well. So do your best not to trip yourself up building something complex or trying to tweak uh, for excess return or market timing or all these different things, you can do really, really well. Keeping things simple, trusting yourself, following good, timeless advice. And there's a lot of places to get that. So that's, that's what I'd say. I love it. I totally agree there. Uh, great advice. And speaking of good places to find advice, um, what is your favorite book or online resource on personal finance that you could recommend to millennial tech professionals? Oh, there's so many good books. I'm going to give two. Um, One book that um, not many people talk about is called, my bookshelf, sorry, I got to look at it. It's called The Aspirational Investor. Uh, It's by a guy, I think he used to run some big, big part of Merrill Lynch, but in it, he he gives a really, really interesting framework of how to bucket your assets and how to think about what they might do for you. Aspiration being kind of a key word there. Um, the, the, the idea embedded in there is that there are assets you can buy and approaches you can take that are truly aspirational in nature, meaning they will change the fabric of your life <laughs> if they pay off, right? Uh, many of you might know someone who invested in the right startup at the right time and their life truly looks different now because they made that. Um, but the aspirational investors are really good book about that topic and how to weigh those things. Um, online. I actually really like the blog from uh, the balance. I, I find myself returning to that. There's a, a local advisor here named Dana Ansbach, who's a retirement expert. She's absolutely terrific. And she's written a bunch for the balance. Uh, I find their blog, um, exceptionally detailed, uh, usually updated, uh, always double check, of course, on things like IRS limits. You want to go to the IRS website for those, but the balance has has got really good content. Excellent. I think I've read a few of their articles myself and can, can agree with that. Um, my last question is, uh, how can listeners follow and connect with you? Sure. Sure. I've, uh, gotten a little bit less active on social media, but you can find me on Twitter. It's a personal Twitter. It's not a business one. It's Robocraw, R-O-B-O-C-R-A-W. Uh, or you can check out my website, which is montav.com. It's short for Montebello Avenue, which is the name of my firm. Excellent. Uh, and I do recommend, you know, if, if you're in a situation where your finances are complicated or you want someone to talk to, the Mega Backdoor Roth with Robinson's a great resource. Um, so uh, excellent. Thank you again, Robinson, for, for being on today. This was a really valuable um, talk through of the Mega Backdoor Roth. And uh, I think it'll be valuable to the people that are listening. I hope it was valuable. It is, uh, it is a bit of a hairy topic, but glad to explore with you, Vineet. Thanks for having me.
Absolutely. All right, and uh, thank you again, Robinson, for your excellent uh, insights and tips. And thank you uh, to the listeners for checking out today's episode. For more personal finance hacks and tips, you can always check out my website, savingsacademy.com. And if you found today's episode useful, I would greatly appreciate you leaving me a rating or review so more people can learn about the show. And that's everything for today. Until next time, keep saving, my friends. Keep saving.